0: For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. We are back in Your Tech Report. Thank you guys so much for joining us each and every single week. Of course, if you want to follow along with us, it is at Your Tech Report on all our social media. Now, as we get more and more connected these days, behind the scenes, the infrastructure that's you know keeping us connected and keeping us online gets bigger and bigger and faster, which means more and more you know prone to risks and threats and attacks now we saw recent attacks from companies like facebook smaller companies that we didn't even hear of um that affect us on a daily basis so security and being preemptive is is pretty top of mind and more important than ever and that's just day to day think about our families keeping our home network safe keeping you know as a parent keeping our kids safe making sure that you know they don't access things they shouldn't on the internet so enter our next guest. Lynette Owens is the Global Director of Internet Safety for Kids and Families at Trend Micro. Lynette, welcome to your tech report. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Before we dive into the meat of things here, Lynette, I want you to kind of give our audience a a, a little history of yourself, um, how you landed at Trend Micro. I know the company's been around since 1988. Um, I'm also assuming that you're a parent yourself, given obviously the role that you, you play at this company.
1: Well, it's an interesting story because my history begins with just after 9-11, and I had been working at another very large Silicon Valley-based technology company, uh, not in software though, and I made the decision to jump into an industry to learn more, to learn more about uh, security in particular, and 9-11 then happened, and shortly after that, two of the biggest virus outbreaks computer virus outbreaks if you will happened around the world which were code red and nimda and again i was still in the early stages of understanding what this was all about i think we were only this was what 2001 so we were only less than a decade into people really using the internet in the ways they most commonly use them as we know today and uh and to see the company i was working for that i was about to leave be stymied by this particular virus was very fascinating to me because um, it was arguably one of the best run organizations out there, and even they were impacted. So um, fast forward to a few years later, having been at Trend Micro and decided after becoming a mom to do something else while I was there, I felt really strongly that while technology companies are great at creating tools to fight these kinds of issues online, there was something still missing from that effort. And it was education. You know, you could create the best products in the world to stop spam and malicious code and all of that stuff. But if but if human beings, if human behavior was still a factor in allowing these kinds of things to persist and cause damage, on the internet and around the world, we needed to do something about that. So that's what led me to found the internet safety for kids and families program. It was, uh, uh, it was really that conscious decision to couple great technology with educating, especially the world's most vulnerable citizens, which are our children.
0: How much of your job is, is teaching them versus protecting them?
1: That's a great question. Um, I like to think it's half and half. And the reason I say that is because we aren't just talking to to students around the world. We're also very much trying to reach parents and teachers, those responsible for raising them because we feel that if by empowering parents and guardians and, and teachers with this knowledge at least in those early stages, they can serve in a protective manner to them. But ultimately, as we, tell, as we tell those older audiences, you're not raising children, you're raising adults. And ultimately, your goal is to make sure they're going to make decisions on their own when you're not there. Um, that truly will benefit them as they use and embrace technology in their lives. Um, you know, I think it's, it's not dissimilar from the real world where you know, you can only protect them for so long. At some point they're out of your house and they're going to make decisions about who to be friends with and maybe who to get romantically involved with or who to trust. And you're not always going to be there to, you know, help them distinguish between those they can trust and those they can't. So it's the same on the internet, um, teaching them critical thinking skills, um, you know, things to look out for, um, and, And those kinds of everyday, I think, important life skills is the goal. So I I think the answer to your question is half and half, protecting in the early days, but ultimately teaching so they can the decisions on their own.
0: How do do you go about teaching something without scaring the heck out of them? Because I find that challenge on a daily basis, and I use the comparison of, you know, I'm crossing the street, I can stop them and say, listen, they see there's a car coming. You go now, you're going to get hit by that car that, you know, is, is instilling a little bit of fear, but it's immediate. Whereas online, the fear is not right in front of them. I can't say, look at that predator, don't go near him because that predator doesn't have a specific look or, or feel, right?
1: That's a great question. And, um, you know, we, we've we sort of um, had to learn along the way what, what, what works best. Uh, I, I think one of the things that is true, and, and I'm speaking as a parent, by the way, too, as well as someone totally. who's been doing this for, for 14 years. Um, and that is you have to assume they're smarter than you want to assume. Um, and the reason with technology that that is true is because they gravitate. They naturally have no fear of it the way that we do because we've known so much more of our lives without it. Than we have known with it, and they have. That's the opposite for them. So I think you have to assume that they know more than you're giving them credit for, and to talk to them in that way. um, We've found that if you go in with, as you say, messages of fear and doubt and scary tactics, um, you know, you you can hear the proverbial eye roll in the audience, <laughs> and they, they shut you out um, because they they already immediately think there's no way you know more about this than I do. It's one of those areas as a parent, you cannot say, when I was your age and I opened my first Facebook account, we, we can do that with driving and dating and so many other things that we want to teach our children uh, about, we cannot do that with technology. So I think it's important to open their eyes you know, and say, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you need to go in with your eyes open. So here's what you might not know. And uh, I like to use an example of a particular way that we talk about privacy to young people. We actually start with a question to get the kids talking. And we ask them, is X app free? Usually I pick whatever the favorite social network app is. Of the day? Is it free? And half the hands raise, uh, half the hands are raised, and they're saying, Yes, I think it's free. And the other half say, No, I don't think it's free. And it gets them talking about what free actually means, which then leads to a conversation about, you know, it isn't actually free. It's kind of a trick question. You might not have paid money for it, but you're paying with something else. What is that something else? And invariably, they get into personal information. And then you ask them, why would they even want that personal information? And very naturally, they then say advertising. They don't exactly know why they're saying it, but they they know, they instinctively know that there's something going on. I am part of a system, an economy. I'm part of this this thing I love so much. There's something that I'm contributing to it that's making it the way that it is. Which then leads us to the final point, and that is that, sure, use privacy settings. You don't even have to tell kids over a certain age, they know already. You know, reminding them to use it is, most kids actually want their their profiles private. They don't want the whole world seeing, including their parents, but really they don't want just anyone seeing what they're doing. Um, but even though they, sh- they know that they should use settings like that, what they don't realize is there's zero privacy between you and the company whose app you're using. That's just the fact. And that is why at the end of the day, when we say nothing online is private, that's why it isn't. Because someone is always watching, someone is always collecting, and someone is always using the stuff you're doing or posting or you know, information you're giving to it all the time. And that's what it means to be free. When we say it's free, it's not really free. So, you know, I, I, I prefer that method. I think I've had great conversations with students. You know, I had a student once say, Oh, I don't really like that. Can I sue that company?
0: You know, my son plays a lot of Roblox, a lot of Minecraft. Um, I'm more concerned about the Roblox because it's so interactive with other people and there's so many opportunities for for other other people that we just don't know who they are to interact with my children. And I think that's probably the fear that's that's the biggest in my in my mind. It's not really the advertising and the personal information. Of course, obviously I don't want anybody to know where he is, what school he goes to, what street he lives on, but it's it's really more of the predators out there and the physical people that are out there. Do you find um, that the companies behind some of these games especially these large multiplayer games are doing enough to help our agenda in terms of keeping our kids safe or is it not even on their map
1: yeah it's a great question and it really depends on which company you're talking about a lot of the the apps and games you just mentioned um there are representatives from those organizations very often in the circles that i run it and i would say some of them are doing a great job trying to be as proactive as they can and even to use tools like automation or artificial intelligence to identify risks like that as well in advance as they can because the the sheer volume that they have to deal with is it's impossible for just humans to monitor um so there are a few things that they're doing like i said some are actually staffing up their moderation teams to make sure they're monitoring chats, they're monitoring interactions between users. Um, Roblox in particular, I think does a very great job at this as, as good as they can. Like I said, there's a lot to manage and a lot of users to watch out for, but they're very cognizant of the fact that their user base is aging up. Yeah. You know, When people think of Roblox, they often think, no, that's six, seven, 10 years old is the average user and it isn't, it's, it's getting much older over as the years go by. So, um, and that's because it's such a great universe as your son probably will tell you, um, on a daily basis. So yeah, exactly. Um, but I, but I think there's always room for improvement. And, um, again, depending on the company, some of them are very conscious of this and trying very hard to, to do more. Um, I am concerned about the changes coming to some apps that are moving to um, voice interaction rather than just text-based, um, and let me flip flip that too. I really like the games that have fixed chat uh, options. So an example of this is um, Rocket League. Yep. I don't know if you, if your son plays that, but uh, yeah, the chats are you know pre predetermined, and you choose what you want to say rather than open text because I think that's not only harder to monitor over time, um, you know, things get bypassed. There's language and nuances and slang that we can never keep up with with regard to our children or even those who have bad intentions towards our children. Um, So I I think there's, um, it's getting better. It's definitely better than it was 14 years ago, but it's, there's still room for improvement. And I think that parents like you are, Justified to be concerned because there was another thing that happened because of the pandemic the last year and a half, and that is an increase in because everybody was online and yeah. those people with bad intentions were on are online knew this um, that more of it was going on grooming and you know uh, other other kinds of bad behaviors.
0: Your your work, um, other than advocating, advocating and, and educating, has turned into a software suite. There is actually the, the development the Trend Micro Trend Micro family. Talk to us about what that suite does. You know, is it cross compatible with everything that we're using? Are there, you know, things that we need to look out to, and what this can do to benefit? You know, everything that we're trying to do to protect our kids.
1: Yeah, it's um, and I, and I like how you you uh, couch that because. It was basically a labor of love and of many years of working with communities, families, parents, kids um, that brought to bear this product. Um, but prior to that, as you've said before, Trend's been around for thirty plus years, and we we've had a lot of expertise across, you know, individual consumers all the way up to very large organizations all around the world for years, understanding. Uh, how to protect people and, oh. and what to look out for. But this product no, I'm,
0: I'm doing an interview. Right back. is
1: not just a tool that helps you turn things on and forget about it. It's something we want to be like a friend to families. And um, what I mean by that is one of our messages in our program to parents is, you know, coming to one of our sessions and listening to the risks and how to protect your kids. You know, that's step one. But the rest of the steps include you being constantly involved in your kids' lives online. Ask them what what they're seeing online. Um, Do research. If you hear about a new app, then read up on it. Talk to other parents about it. So this product actually um, does some of the basic things that parents worry about. Um, It helps you limit the kinds of content your kids might see that might be age-inappropriate for them, websites, apps, and so on. But it also helps you manage um, uh, images that they might be seeing that if a particular web page might have bypassed your filter, whatever you said was okay, but there's an image on it. Let's say it's an ad on the side that maybe there's a scantily clad person in the ad and you just don't think it's appropriate for them. It'll blur just that image and not block the entire web page. So that's pretty unique to it. Beyond content, um, it helps to track, um, you know, keywords that they might be searching on or looking at that might be of concern to you. And, um, you know, I think the last thing that I've found really interesting is that the apps, many of which you've named, have gotten better at building controls inside themselves whether it's a gaming console, an app itself, social media, games themselves, devices themselves. But the problem is that as a parent, you've got to go to every single one. Your kid is using oh, probably six to 20 apps, depending on Discord age to of chat, your child.
0: Roblox to play, exactly. Minecraft. Yeah, it's exactly, totally, exactly
1: yeah. right. Our, our goal here is to, to give parents a way to do it all from one place. So um, that's. Again, it's a tool that's not really meant to take the place of you as a parent, because the other thing we're trying to do is, in addition to helping you manage all of that, we're also trying to suggest, hey, if if this concerns you, if there's a search term that has been concerning you, we're pointing you to resources that can help you have maybe difficult conversations with your kid about how much screen time they've been having or the kinds of content they might be looking up. Um, So... Again, it's the marriage between what we've been doing for 14 years and our technical prowess of over 30 years, all in one package. And this is at no charge to families, by the way. We didn't feel that this was something um, we should be charging for. We feel that this is something that really supports our philanthropic efforts around keeping kids safe
0: online. How does this come? Does this come in the form of uh, a mobile app, desktop app? Explain the process. What, 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 what do I need yeah. to get involved?
1: It's actually, um, it's two apps. So there's an app that becomes sort of the, the parent master app, if you will. And then there's a, an app, a, a, a app you wouldn't in- download onto the children's device. Um, it's not unlike, uh, by the way, TikTok family pairing works the same way, if you're not familiar with it already. But you basically have to download TikTok to both the parent and the child device sort of work similarly. And from the parent app, obviously you have the ability to set all of those settings that I just talked about. Um, On the child's app, if they were to, for example, encounter an image or try to search for, go to a site that you have already put some kind of limit or restriction on, it makes some very gentle suggestions like let's, let's find something a little more suitable for you. It's just not sort of over. Um,
0: Doesn't make them too interested in wondering what's there.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It may still do that uh, as forbidden fruit often does, but, (laughs) um, but that's, that's the goal and that's the way that it works.
0: How long has this, um, this, you know, trend micro family been in development?
1: It's probably been in development for gosh, just about a year and we brought it to, to light in September of this year. So it hasn't been around too long, but as we go out into communities and we do, we continue to do all of our community work. It's all virtual these days. Uh, We do encourage parents to give it a try, Um, but always with the caveat that this doesn't take the place of you as the parent.
0: Well, that's and that's, you know, the exact reason that you're here today is to help obviously promote this app and, and provide people with options You know, people need tools at their disposal to try and find a way to bring up the discussion to find, uh, you know, whether it's screen time, whether it's content, whether uh, all these things are great tools in our tool belt as a parent to try and combat or at least protect as much as we can until as you said the uh, these little adults that we're we were raising uh we, you know go out on their own which is kind of crazy. Where do, where does it go from here? How does this app and how does this service evolve within Trend Micro? Obviously you mentioned some sessions that people can attend. Is that something that they can do now?
1: Absolutely. If you um if you visit our website at Trendmicro.com slash internet dash safety You can go to our events page, and this is something that um, parents can attend. We're offering multiple dates all the way through the entire academic year through next May, and um, we also, by the way, offer them in multiple languages if if the audience needs. So we have live translators translating real time. Um, for whatever language you need, and um, yeah, we feel it's really important. And then from there, once you get that baseline understanding of what it means to raise a great digital citizen, which is actually what we what we try to focus on, um, you know, it's the encouragement of using tools like Trend Micro Family, also having those constant conversations with your children. And we really try to highlight all of the great other organizations out there doing fantastic work in the areas of cyberbullying or um, you know media literacy education, how do I distinguish between what's real and what's not or what can I trust or not online and so on. Second to that, after attending, we also encourage families and I actually would encourage your son, To give our cyber academy a try we uh, launched the cyber academy for kids in october of this year and it's really fun because they watch a very short animated film on one topic the first one is passwords why passwords are important what are they and so on they do a little kahoot quiz just to reinforce the learning and then there's a, a activity guide whether it's you know a word find or a maze or something else to just continue the learning and to guide you as a parent to keep on having those conversations. So we, we just launched that in October and we're, we're continuing to add modules to it, which you can also uh, access through trend micro family.
0: That's brilliant. And I should remind people, you know, this is, you know, well, well, you know, trend micro family is, is a free service, Let's not forget that this comes um, from a company that's been doing this again since 1988. That is a long time ago, and 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 your company is you know is protecting the backbone of of our internet. Quite honestly, at Name a company, and I'm I'm pretty confident that the Trend Micro's products and services are in play there. Let alone that people can you know subscribe and get the service for your entire family of of computers and everything else. So um obviously head over to the TrendMicro dot com. Lynette, thank you for taking the time to join us. Um I think this is such an important topic, and people kind of graze over it. And you know having this conversation is really important, not only with you today for me, but obviously to spread to our listeners.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. And I do want to just close um, by saying that on the balance and on the whole, the Internet is a fantastic place. And I think we can do great things with it, as can our children. Um, I think it's up to us to make sure that we've empowered them with all of the knowledge they need to, to do that In fact.
0: Again, you can head on over to trendmicro.com and check out Trend Micro Family as well. Stick around. There's more Your Tech Report coming up. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flallow. We'll be right back. Your Tech Report will be right back.
1: The Podcast Superfriends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes.